Hello, listeners. This is Dr. Rob, and you are listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. It's no longer February, but I'm going to pretend it is so I can squeak out one more heart-related podcast in honor of Heart Awareness Month. Just pretend it's February. The previous two podcasts have covered how to tell if chest pain is serious and what exactly causes a heart attack, coronary artery disease. The final podcast will explain the common tests used to diagnose problems with the heart. The first test I'll discuss is the electrocardiogram, or EKG. Astute listeners are probably thinking, wait, Dr. Rob, there's not a K in electrocardiogram. The K comes from the German spelling, and while many of the folks in the U.S. call it an ECG, I've never gotten used to that. EKGs can be used to diagnose heart attack, past or present, abnormal heart rhythms, and other things that can go wrong with a heart. The heart has special cells that act like wires that tell it when to beat and to make sure that it does the beating all in the right rhythm, so all the chambers of the heart beat at the same time. An EKG looks at that electrical flow going through the heart as it beats. During the EKG, electrical sensors are placed across the chest and on the arms and legs. These sensors pick up the electrical flow and can tell if the heart's electrical flow is messed up. An abnormal EKG means one of three things. First, that something happened to the heart in the past. Second, is that something's happening right now when the EKG is being taken. And third, is that nothing is wrong person just has an abnormal electrical flow in the heart to begin with. The last point underlines just how tough it is to read EKGs. It takes a lot of experience to properly interpret one. EKGs provide the most information when a person has an old one to use for comparison. A normal EKG, on the other hand, does not mean that there's nothing wrong with the heart because these tests can miss a whole lot of things. And second, it doesn't mean that nothing's going to happen in the future bad. An abnormal EKG is far more telling than a normal one. Doctors use EKGs a lot because they're cheap and very easy, but further testing needs to be done if you want more information about what's really going on in the heart. The most common test chosen after an EKG is a stress test. The standard stress test consists of an EKG done while the heart is beating hard or under stress. The easiest way to do this is to put the person on a treadmill, although other things can be used to increase the heart rate as well, such as medications, watching congressional hearings, or having a person's spouse say, we need to talk. To make them even more accurate, sometimes a dye is injected that shows the blood flow in the heart. The main goal of a stress test is to see if the blood flow to the heart changes when there's increased demand for blood, which happens when a person is working hard, like when they're exercising. The plaques I discussed in my last podcast can narrow the blood vessel. The narrowed vessel may be able to supply blood to the heart while it's at rest, but under increased demand, like with exercise, the heart can become starved for oxygen. An abnormal stress test usually indicates that there's a narrowing of an artery supplying blood to a portion of the heart, although there are some cases in which the test is abnormal on someone with a normal heart. But please be aware that a negative stress test does not mean that there's nothing wrong. You can still have less severe narrowing of the arteries to the heart that can still lead to a heart attack. But it is reassuring if the test is normal. If the doctor thinks that there's a high likelihood of narrowed blood vessels, even if a stress test or EKG are normal, 
the next step is a cardiac catheterization. In this diagnostic test, the coronary arteries are injected with a dye and narrowing is identified. A heart with narrowing in the coronary arteries is much more likely to have trouble in the future, either from a heart attack or from a fatal heart rhythm caused by decreased blood flow. What is done about the narrowing depends on how bad it is. A normal catheterization, however, means that the likelihood of a heart attack in the near future is very low. There is one test that's still quite controversial. It's called the coronary calcium score. This test is a CT scan or a CAT scan of the heart that looks for small amounts of calcium in the coronary arteries. That calcium isn't a problem in and of itself, but it's a marker for the presence of fatty plaques that can lead to heart attacks. If calcium is absent from the coronary arteries, the chance of there being significant plaque buildup is very low. It's quite reassuring. So why is it controversial? Well, first off, it exposes the person to a lot of radiation. That radiation is not in and of itself dangerous, but added to other tests done over a person's lifetime, scientists fear that it could do harm. The second problem is that we really don't know how to interpret it. It's not hard on either extreme, either a score of zero, being good, or a very high score indicating a lot of plaque. But what happens if someone low risk gets a score that is not zero, but low? We don't really know. The only time I found this test useful at all is if I'm trying to decide if someone needs to start on medication for cholesterol or blood pressure. The main purpose of these medications is to reduce future risk of heart attack. So the presence of heart plaque is key in my decision making on some people. Don't get it done though, unless your doctor recommends it. The last diagnostic test I'm going to mention is the echocardiogram, or the sonogram of the heart. This test uses sound waves from a probe to make a picture of the heart while it's beating. It also makes a sound going like... Conditions that are picked up by an echocardiogram include past heart attacks, valve problems such as mitral valve prolapse, congestive heart failure, which is when the heart is damaged enough that its pumping can't keep up with the body's demands, and inflammation in the sac that surrounds the heart. They do not, however, tell if someone is at risk for a heart attack, and they do not tell if there's plaque on their coronary arteries. Coronary artery catheterization is the right test for that. So once the bad stuff is identified, what can be done about it? Well, that's information for a future podcast. Sorry. If you haven't already become a fan of my Facebook page or a follower of me on Twitter, now is the time to do so. We're having a drive to get as many people to sign up for Facebook or Twitter as possible this month. Please show me some social media love. The Facebook page is called House Call Doctor, and my Twitter account is at sign House Call Doctor. You can also read my thoughts on llamas and other interesting stuff on my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind. And let me once again remind you that this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. Catch you next time. Stay healthy. Thank you.